Joining us on the line from the Living Wish Foundation, we say hello to Dr. Karen Euler. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. And also on the phone is Nancy Good-Kennedy from Living Wish Foundation. Nancy, great to have you here. Thank you for having us, John. Good morning. Good morning, Nancy. Let's start with you. Can you just give us an overview of of what uh, the Living Wish Foundation is all about? We are a nonprofit organization based out of South Georgian Bay, organized to provide medically supervised wishes for people that are in their last year of life. Now, Doc, we sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to add that uh, I wanted to say thank you first of all to acknowledge that you have uh, brought us to the air and to be able to to let our volunteers know and our supporters out of South Georgian Bay that this would not be possible without them. We have a huge project to share, and we are so appreciative of both your time and everything that comes to us from the community. Well, it is a wonderful organization, and Dr. Karen, you're you're a doctor. You you have a lot on your plate to begin with, uh, but as well as being the director of this organization, it must have a very, very special spot in your heart. It sure does. It sure does. It's very wonderful to provide uh, your patients uh, the option of thinking about something positive uh, at the end of their life. And so um, when someone is thinking about what they would like to do in their last days and weeks, it gives them um, it gives them a little bit of hope, a little bit of planning, a little bit of positivity um, to to not always be focused on um, th- th- how difficult it is at the end of life. And I would imagine, Nancy, it also affects those around that person that the discussion around, you know, around the table isn't just, wow, this is this is sad. It, there's a little bit of positivity. You know, John, I really believe that this comes with the planning of the dance care planning. I really think that when we're having conversations around our dinner tables, that is the time to start that planning and help the families understand that in order to gain that sense of belonging and unity that comes with a patient that is close to the end of life, let's talk about what brings them joy so that in those last days, we can help them complete that circle of life and that's where we find out what is going to happen as far as a wish does take place how do we know what does bring them joy how are we going to help them deliver that instead of the families having to be focused as karen said on the technicalities being at the bedside providing care worrying about appointments worrying about pain and symptom management by having that early conversation and connecting with them we know what we can do in those last days. Karen, what are, what are some of the wishes that have already been granted? What are the kind of things that come up? Oh, there are so many. We've done so many wonderful ones. I think Nancy had prepared to talk about uh, a couple of our special ones. So I'm going to hand that back to Nancy. Oh, sure. Thanks, Karen. So I'd like to speak particularly about a gentleman who, once he received his terminal diagnosis, his grandson stated to him very directly, now what? And he didn't miss a beat, John. He replied very quickly to his grandson, more family dinners. And that was the beginning of a beautiful conversion of his daughter's back into an oasis by our volunteer team, again, very appreciative, 
into the most beautiful setting where he joined with his family for a lamb dinner and a few Coronas. And just bringing him out of the house to that table, his joy, the amazement, and his glance from each family member and connecting on a level of appreciation, Mm. seeing what actually was inside this man come forth in those last days and that appreciation was magic. It was absolute magic. So that is probably one of my favorite wishes. But we also, John, had a gentleman uh, that all he wanted to do was go back to his farm and just see his property. Wow. It was, it's amazing to see that sometimes it's the simplest things in life. Now, Dr. Euler, you know that, I mean, although it sounds simple, what, he just wants to go see the farm. Uh, at this point in their, their medical care, that's not always the easiest thing to pull off. No, it's not. And so our organization is sort of set up to provide the medical support that people leave. We make sure there's a, there's a physician that would go with them. Often it's their own family doctor. We involve their own family doctor or we involve someone that's been on their palliative care team to accompany them so that if they run into any, well, they just feel safer if there's someone there with them. Mm. Often it means transporting them in our um, paramedic transport vehicle. So um, we have a stretcher that, you know, even if people are bedridden, we can still take them to um, to where they want to go. Um, just just um, getting them out of their room where they have been often for a long time is really therapeutic for the patient. Nancy, you mentioned that you do get a lot of support and you do have a lot of wonderful volunteers that, that take part in this and help support this. But at, at the end of the day, like like anything, you need to pay some checks. you got to write some checks, pay some bills. And you do that by fundraising. And one of your major fundraisers is coming up. And this one has become more and more popular every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Feast at Frog's Hollow. And we actually last week, John, sold out. So um, so we're pretty excited. This is our third third one, and um, we always have sort of been a little worried at the end that we weren't going to sell all our tickets. Right. We always have. This year we sold out early. It's a beautiful event. It's um, a feast in the forest. Uh, so we have 10 food vendors. We have uh, drink stations. We have musicians. And you spend the afternoon wandering through the forest eating and drinking, listening to music. Um, it's just beautiful. And obviously, um, it's popular because because uh, um, we, we sold out early. Yeah. We're very happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the proof is in what it is. And it uh, yeah, a lot of people talking about what a wonderful experience that is. And again, what an amazing cause. If folks want to just support you, just uh, financially support you, or, or jump in as a volunteer, how do they reach out? What, what's the way to connect? Sure. So we have a really great website. It's it's livingwishfoundation.org. And um, and we uh, we ha- we have lots of volunteers, but we always uh, welcome new people. We have another event um, on November thirteenth, and it's a European Christmas market. And so we're hoping people will attend that. We're doing a traditional. We hope to have about fifty vendors. So we're looking for craft vendors okay. to to to, um, to join and sell their wares. 
and um, and we're looking for people to come and meander. We're going to have roasted chestnuts and mulled wine, and it's going to be around a pond. Um, it'll be from 5 to 9, so we'll have beautiful Christmas lights on. And um, so that is a new fundraiser we're doing this year, and we hope that people will join as vendors to sell their, their crafts as well as come and uh, be patrons. What about people who might want to find out about the Living Wish Foundation in terms of supporting them, that they might be in a situation? Mm, How do you connect yeah. with those folks? The same way, um, through the website, and we have a way for people to write in and um, request to speak with someone from, from our foundation or just um, write what their wish would be so for their family member. Um, and um, we have a team of people that looks at the wishes, um, connects with everybody who, who is asking for a wish, and helps them make sure that becomes a reality. LivingWishFoundation.org is where you want to head to. Nancy Good-Kennedy, Dr. Karen Euler, thank you so very much for joining us here in Talk of the Town. Thank you so much, John.